question about it. And, you know, I mean, you sort of, there's that saying, right? Like, like doing something over and over again and expecting a different result is the, is the definition of insanity. And that almost, it applies to the Mets in this situation. You know, it seems, and I said this, I said this on my uh, preview podcast. I part David Adler of MLB.com on, we did an MLB preview podcast. I said, I would be shocked if the Mets win 80 games because this is the formula they're using all over again. The same rotation with a bunch of injury prone pitchers who they're expecting to stay healthy and pitch dominantly. And then they're throwing out a, an aging veteran lineup uh, with a lot of more, again, injury prone players expecting that lineup to produce. And they're saying, well, this is what worked in 2015. So this is going to work. It has to work again at some point. Eventually we're going to get lucky with the injuries and stay healthy and be able to, to have a club that can win a world series or at least get there, at least make noise in the postseason. And the same thing is happening over again. And so the question is, who, who's to blame here? Is it is it Sandy Alderson for failing to you know build up a, a adequate farm system and have guys that are capable of coming up and performing, uh, or is it on ownership for refusing to spend the money necessary to put a winning ball club on the field? Well, I think it's definitely a combination of both of those things. Um, look, the, the Mets payroll is never going to be most likely with the Yankees in the you know the range of the Yankees, but I mean the Yankees have kind of come back to the pack a little bit in terms of payroll that they're getting under this, under this luxury tax this year for the first time, which resets them to, to possibly go out and make a big splash, uh, you know, next winter, uh, in free agency. Uh, but back to the Mets, it's always like, it's, it's not enough, uh, what the, what the will ponds, uh, are, are, are allowing Alderson or, or Alderson is deciding on, on his own to, mm-hmm. to spend, uh, Look, they they went out and they they added a couple of guys, but they they always kind of stay away from the the big ticket guy um, in free agency, and that, and that's and that's a problem. Uh, you know, there were there were they could have gone out and gotten a JD Martinez, who's lighting the world on fire with the Red Sox right now, um, instead of going for you know three or four smaller level signings in Bruce and Frazier and Jason Vargas and people like that. Um, you know, so that's so that's so that that's one issue, and then you're right. The the farm system has not produced nearly what the you know what what a major league team needs. Uh, you know, when injuries and, and especially with the Mets, we see it all the time. But injuries are going to crop up over the course of a season, and the Mets have been for the most part ill-equipped to fill in those gaps when when those injuries arise, and that's and that's on the farm system, and that's you know that's Sandy Alderson's department as well. So. He, you know, so the, the responsibility. Believe me, there's enough. There's enough blame to go around. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is a, you know, this is this this trickles down from the whole from the from the top, from the Will Ponds through Sandy and and now, uh, you know, Mickey Calloway in his first year as manager. He's he's shown some cracks too here in these last in these last few weeks, especially. Yeah, no question. The sort of the irony of the whole situation to me though is that you almost had more buzz for these Mets prospects than you did for the Yankees prospects. Um, even when you talk about Aaron Judge, I mean, the, the amount of buzz around Ahmed Azario for years was at a at basically the highest level. Like, I don't know if anyone, any prospect in the Yankees organization was getting the kind of buzz that Ahmed Azario's gotten. And then you look at the Yankees, they bring up guy like you were saying earlier, guy, you know, Judge, Sanchez, Bird, Torres, Andujar, guy after guy after guy that's just coming up and producing at like all-star levels, Ahmed Rosario comes up and obviously you see flashes of it defensively and offensively, but he's got a 660 OPS. He's hitting, I would have to look it up, he's hitting around 250. It's it's middling. Um, and I find that kind of interesting that 
there's been all this buzz around the Mets prospects, and they haven't been able to come even close to what the Yankees have done. Right. I mean, look at look at how often look at how much we heard about Dom Smith exactly. for a few years as well, and and he's now buried in Vegas and not really even producing there. So, um, look, I'm not ready to give up on Rosario yet. He's you know he's a, he's still young. I understand that Glaber Torres is the same age and is is lighting the world on fire and is a, a serious candidate for Rookie of the Year in the American League with Shohei Otani, but. I'm not ready to give up on Rosario yet, but there are some things that I would like to see more out of him. I mean, he doesn't, he's not a, he's not a particularly patient hitter. He doesn't draw walks. Um, so, I mean, those are signs for, you know, just his approach at the plate that makes you think he's not going to be the superstar uh, that the Mets and a lot of people throughout baseball projected. Um, but he has, he had, like, as you mentioned, he has shown some signs defensively, particularly 